Hello and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage sector, all those who keep our community history alive. And I am your host, Dale Jarvis. And today we're talking about the Anna Templeton Center's uh, new series, the We Love Craft Skill Sharing Series. Um, the, the Craft Center will be presenting a series of tours, presentations, and workshops that showcase craft in and around St. John's. The events will facilitate the sharing of craft skills between seniors and their community, including other seniors, youth, and the general population. The focus is not just on traditional Newfoundland and Labrador craft, but also adapted and adaptive and international craft and skills. Dr. Lisa Daly is a project organizer working with a board of women who are passionate about crafting. Lisa is also a member of the Heritage NL board and has been working in heritage and tourism for almost two decades. And a repeat guest yes. on the show. Welcome back. We were talking about aviation uh, archaeology the last time you were here. Yes, that was a couple years that ago. That was a while now. ago, yeah. yeah. Lots of things have happened uh, since then. Um, so this is your most recent uh, work position that you're working on with the, the Anna Templeton Center. Yes, it is. And uh, so congratulations. Is, 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 do you feel that this is a departure from your work or does it kind of have, uh, or, or do you see linkages to your uh, not so much with the, you know, full-on aviation side of things, but I've been working in heritage uh, longer than I sometimes like to think about. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I've worked in archives and in tourism. And the Logie and Bay Museum. The Logie Bay yeah, Museum, exactly. Absolutely. So it's all very related in a sense. And, I mean, even looking at some of the uh, aviation things, I have talked to some of the model builders oh, yeah. uh, around St. John's. So everything does kind of connect when it comes to heritage. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I was just this morning, I was having a, a conversation with um, a gentleman who's working on an oral history project in Marystown, and we were talking all about model building, boat models in that yeah. particular instance. But man, like the model building world uh, is something I know very little about, but it is huge. Like that, And people do make really, really detailed models of, of airplanes and boats and ships and you name it, there's uh, there's a community for it. Oh, there is. Uh, one of my cousins is actually working on, I can't remember which aircraft offhand, but every now and then I will get a question, can you find a picture of this? Or <laughs> You're the resource person, similar. yeah. He's been doing most of it on his own, yeah. but every now and then I'll get a question. <laughs> so um, tell me about then uh, the, the, the series uh, and the, the work that the Anna Tem Templeton Center is doing. Uh, I think people who listen to the podcast will know a little bit about the Anna Templeton Center. We had a episode a little while ago on Anna Templeton herself. She was just made a person of provincial historical uh, significance. Um, so what is the series all about? Why is it happening? Well, this is a little bit of a departure. From, well, not really a departure, but uh, an aside to many of the classes that the Anna Templeton Center would typically have. Because, uh, I mean, you have the, the full programs as well as just occasional classes uh, with the Anna Templeton Center. But this is uh, a group who got together and applied for a New Horizons grant and uh, specifically to create this We Love or We Heart Craft. We Heart Craft. Uh, skill sharing <laughs> series, uh, where the idea is to try to provide somewhere for seniors to participate in craft, but at the same time looking at getting seniors to share some of that knowledge 
uh, with other generations. Now, we've only really just started. Mm-hmm. So there's been the background and planning and sure, all this yeah, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we've really only just started having the presentations and the tours. Uh, and so far seems to be fairly well received. Um, a few of the people that we have lined up to give some of these workshops or presentations are seniors in the community, or in one case, I have a uh, young cosplayer, uh, Nicole Maddox, who has been a guest at some of the different uh, geeky events, some yes. of the different cons there. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen you at some of these geeky events, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, but she is fantastic in what she does for her costuming. So while the bulk of the programs are going to be given by seniors uh, to kind of introduce a younger population to different things, uh, she, on the other hand, is going to look at, uh, talk about her how she's taken traditional sewing and textile techniques to do something fairly modern mm-hmm. by doing all of her cosplays. Yeah. I find that there there seems to be a bit of a a resurgence of interest in craft among young people. Like, I know so many, and by young I mean anyone under fifty. It seems <laughs> in Newfoundland and Labrador, but but that there are there are people who are really interested in in learning to make things. There's this whole maker culture that is evolving. There very much is, and I know so many of my friends are so involved in it. I mean, I know people who knit and crochet and do hand embroidery. Yeah. Now I cheat and do machine embroidery, but there's so many different kinds of making that's out there, and then adapting some of the making. Uh, Later on in the season, we plan on having a session, a workshop with Fishing for Success. Mm -hmm. So I was talking with Kimberly Oren just the other day, and she was talking about how they've been taking the techniques that used to be used to make nets and doing almost a macrame style uh, craft with that technique. So her goal will be to demonstrate how to make nets, or I think Leo's going to do that one. Uh, and then she'll be teaching people how to make witties, which traditionally are ore locks, mm-hmm. but make really nice bracelets. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I remember a, a few years ago, the Wooden Boat Museum had a, had a conference. Uh, there was one in Petty Harbor, and then I think there was one before that in uh, in Harbor Grace, and they had the witty making competitions. You know, you were timed on how quickly you could make these, and yeah, everyone went away wearing their little uh, their little rope bracelet. You know, it's nice. Yeah, I participated in that in the Petty Harbor in one. In the Petty Harbor one, did yeah. really great in practice, and then when the, the time was <laughs> the on, pressure no, was on. No, could not do it. <laughs> but I have since used that technique for other things, even out in the field doing archaeology, trying to uh, lock two things together. Yeah, uh, works great. Knowing how to do that splicing, yeah. Um, so you've had you've got one event under your belt so far. You've had one. Yeah, we. Um, when was that? Just the end of last month, October twenty fourth, I do believe. We had a tour of the Anglican Cathedral. So this was uh, well, Joyce King, who um, is president of the Guild of. Um, 
Oh my goodness, I have lost it. Is this the embroidery? No, not the embroidering. Uh, she is in charge of all the altar cloths oh, okay, and vestments yes. the, at the at the cathedral, at the cathedral right. itself. Uh, she gave an amazing tour of the history and the architecture of the building. Uh, but we also brought in an embroiderer, Susan Furno, mm-hmm. who discussed some of the embroidery of the altar cloths that were out. And we specifically chose October because uh, the altar cloth then is green. And it's one that's done was done by Monty Severs. And it's a lot of oh, okay. elaborate gold work to it. Yeah. And she chose a lot of uh, plants native to Newfoundland. So uh, Susan was talking about the techniques for that. Plus, uh, there is this historic piece that's in the cathedral. It was donated uh, by the Browser Sisters, I believe from England, and donated just after the 1892 fire. Oh, wow. So Susan was also talking about a lot of the techniques for that. Then we had uh, Don Bobier who is a silver specialist, and he was talking about some of the history and the techniques of uh, making some of the silver and some of the changes that has happened to some of the silver because there's uh, one piece he was talking about that might date as early as the 14 or 1500s and how it's been changed over the years Hmm. Uh, because at first it probably wouldn't have been in a church but it's been altered over the years so now it's a piece that's in the holdings for the Anglican Cathedral. So he was discussing a lot of the techniques for that. So it wasn't a very hands-on sort of workshop, it was a tour but it gave that appreciation for uh, just some of the artwork that has been created uh, here in Newfoundland or at least altered here in Newfoundland Newfoundland yeah. to create something different. Yeah, I know. I know. A few years ago, i i got to I got to see inside the the vault at the cathedral. They I have, poked my head. In it. It's it's amazing. You know, it's you wouldn't know it was there, and maybe they don't want everyone knowing it is there. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's very secure. And um, but yeah, they have some they have some real uh, treasures. They you know, do. and I think that's a, a really good a really good word to use because they are, of course. You know, uh, there is a monetary value to, to these things, but they are really impressive works of art. You know, they really are, and uh, because of that impressive vault, they do hold some pieces for other parts of the province. Because uh, I believe uh, one of the pieces we saw is from Placentia, and they still have the box that this was originally shipped in, and I believe Don said it dates to the 1500s. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And and what was the response of the people who attended? What did they think of the of the event? I I didn't hear anything bad. <laughs> That's always so, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a few people who thought it was quite interesting. Uh, a few people who had never been in the church before. Uh, there were at least two new Canadians who came. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great introduction to the church for them. Uh, my husband decided to attend as well, and he had never been in the church. So the history was just amazing and there was so much enthusiasm for the history that nobody was bored yeah uh, and those who had been in the church before even had gone regularly to the cathedral didn't know a lot of this information so it was such new information i did have a few people say you might go to these places and you see these things but you don't get the appreciation for them you don't get all that extra knowledge and uh, then a few people would recommend other places. Maybe you'll get to do a tour of this place or that uh, okay, place. Yeah. Uh, so I certainly jotted those down yeah. for hopefully future events. Yeah. I, I know with some of the work that we've been doing at Heritage NL around craft over the past year, uh, I, I think you're absolutely correct that that often people don't 
know the amount of work that goes into to objects. They don't know the stories behind those those objects. And and when they when they uh, learn that kind of information, they have a, a new pre- appreciation both for the object, but also for the the skills and the knowledge that went into producing that that kind of craft. You know, it's a uh, I think it's eye opening for people to to understand a bit better the work and the knowledge that goes into some of these oh, objects. Oh, very much because so much work does have to go into so many of these different things, and a lot of the knowledge is passed down through the generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, segues nicely into what the next event is. Right, uh, we have three generations of knitters who are going to talk about techniques and uh, looking for people to bring their questions for what gives them trouble when it comes to their knitting and hopefully they'll be able to help them work through some of these things. So they'll do some demonstrations of some of those those trickier things. Now I am not a knitter <laughs> but I have heard that turning a, knee, uh, turning turning a, a heel, heel yeah. can be horrible. So you know that might be something that they'll talk about and they'll be taking questions uh, but yeah we have these three wonderful women I believe the oh, the youngest is only a teenager. Oh, wow. uh, her mother and grandmother, and uh, they they do sessions at the AC Hunter Library fairly regularly. But we're going to do this down at the plantation, uh, just you know, to give people who may not have heard of these workshops an opportunity to come and discuss some of their knitting. Yeah, and so that's the craft plantation down in, in Kittivity Village in the gut. Yes. And when is that happening, that event? That is on, that was just in my head moments ago, November 17th. November 17th, okay. <laughs> so it's on a Sunday. We yep. still have lots of openings for that one. Uh, we're asking people that do, uh, people do register for any of these events. They're going to be up on, well, this one's already up, but all the new ones will be up on Facebook, and you can get tickets through Eventbrite. The link is on Facebook, or, you know, search Anna Templeton Center on Eventbrite itself. Uh, or, if uh, you'd rather, you can always just call the office, and uh, we'll book your ticket for you. Uh, so it's the Anna Templeton Center. Uh, you just call down and leave your name. We'll make sure you get a seat. All right. So, so these are the first two: the 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 one that was at the cathedral and the one that's going to be at the plantation on on November seventeenth. Uh, the idea is to do a, a I think a ten part series. Ten part, yes. Okay. And are are some of those yet to be determined? Do you have ideas for what's what's coming? We have ideas for quite a few. Yeah. Uh, everything up to the end of this year is determined. So we had the cathedral tour. We have Who Knit You? That's the name we've got for uh, the knitters. Uh, and later in November, we have a, it's Iris folding card making. And it's a Dutch way of using, when you'd have the, the fancy envelopes with the colored paper on the inside, the Dutch would peel that out and uh <laughs> figured out a way to do these wonderful cards. Now, I tell you about this, but all the tickets are booked up. Oh, they're already booked up. We had two sessions planned initially, added a third, and... Uh, that's excellent. I mean, I, I love hearing that when <laughs> when, when you, you put something out there and there's obviously a, a demand for it. So uh, how, did you, how did you identify that as a craft or skill that you wanted to teach? Was uh, One of the members of the board... 
uh, she does it, and she suggested it. Now, she has adapted it a little bit because yeah. she is a quilter, oh. so she uses scraps of fabric as well as scraps of paper to do this. Uh, so she's kind of adapted the craft a little bit, I and mean, quilters are always looking for something to do with their scraps of fabric. Yeah. Yeah. And later on in the year, we're hoping that, and this is Sheila Ford leading this one, we're hoping that she will also be doing a knitting workshop, or not a knitting, quilting workshop. Yeah. Uh, and But that will be probably later in the spring, or not in the spring, in the winter. Okay. So these will all be between now and uh, April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know you don't have all of them necessarily uh, laid out. Is there is there something that you're kind of hopeful for? Is there a, is there a craft tradition you, you would like to see represented in the series? Oh, goodness. That's a tough one because there are just so many. So many. Because uh, we've discussed potentially embroidery. Now, we, we touched on looking at embroidery and discussing techniques with the Anglican Cathedral. Uh, but uh, there are workshops that we might potentially do where people get to do learn the basics for uh, embroidery. But, I mean, there's also... I'm looking forward to the quilting one, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, my mother-in-law has been doing a lot of quilting, and I wouldn't mind giving it a try. Ah, there you go. Uh, but we've also got a, a tour of government house in the works, and the the art and the craft that has been made in Newfoundland or made for Newfoundland for government house. And that would be a lot like the cathedral one, where you might have gotten to poke your head in there before. Maybe you were there for an event. Maybe you've only managed to get into the foyer. Uh, but to get some of the history of these pieces and who made them and how they made them... Uh, I think that one will be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, that be really interesting. Yeah. And we have a, uh, hopefully a coffee ceremony. It's um, an, oh goodness, I'm afraid I might mispronounce, but uh, Ertrian, I believe, a coffee ceremony. And it's new Canadians who will demonstrate this roasting ceremony uh, traditional ceremony, so it's not a Newfoundland tradition at all, uh, but just to see how things are appreciated in other parts of the world, because I mean, you know, we've got our kind of tea traditions around sure, yeah, here. It yeah. might not be anything elaborate, uh, but uh, we you could see some of the parallels for things like that between Newfoundland and other areas and how things change and adapt as well. Yeah, yeah. And so it sounds like you've got a real variety of stuff. You know, it's not all just uh, you know, it's not all just knitting. You know, it's it's a it's a real range of different types of craft and, and ages goal. and cultures. And yeah, it sounds really really exciting. Is this the first time the Anna Templeton Center has done something like this? Like, That's a very good question. I have no idea. I mean, they 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 largely focus on uh, craft uh, training and workshops. That's kind of their main. There's main a mandate. lot of yeah. yeah there, it's a lot of training, a lot of workshops, things like that. Uh, so just the demonstrations. I know there have been some such workshops done and attempts at such things. Uh, I don't know if there's been a series in this way uh, at the Anna Templeton Center. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been working on this project about craft at risk mm -hmm. uh, in the in the province, and that report isn't out yet, but hopefully will be out in the new year. Um, and it's interesting what people are, are coming up and, and expressing concern about. And one of the things that's come up is weaving. And I know that the Anna Templeton Center has looms and that they have a weaving uh, program. There used to be lots of weaving uh, that happened here in the province, but you know maybe that's one of these traditions that is kind of faded a little bit with 
you know, it's just so much easier to go to Fabricville and buy your your material rather than having to sit at the loom and weave it yourself. You know, it is, but that's kind of boring at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it is kind of boring. And I, and like again, again, like I think there are uh, there are younger people who want to see these traditions uh, continue maintain. Um, anything else with the program in particular that you that you think needs to be mentioned or your hopes or dreams for the program <laughs> hopes and dreams i hope lots of people show up to yeah, everything so uh, but we have had good attendance so far now i mean it's only one event uh two on event right right now but both are showing a lot of interest so i hope that the interest will continue uh, over the winter months. And I think that's also a good time of year for such things because we are trying to keep costs as low as possible because yeah. we do have the funding for this. So all of the events right now are free. As we move forward, depending on what the events are, we might have to charge a fee here and there. But I mean, for the, the iris folding, it's scraps of paper, it's scraps of fabric. Mm-hmm. So it's minimal cost for something like that. As we move forward, if it's something that involves a lot of material, uh, then there might be as small a cost as possible. Just to cover that material cost. Exactly. And this way, we hope that we make it much more accessible for anyone who's interested, no matter what age, what uh, your financial situation is like, just so... Because that is sometimes a little bit prohibitive for people. Yeah, absolutely. Is the cost yeah. for some of these workshops. And there's brilliant workshops that are around. Uh, but if we can keep the cost low, then maybe we'll get to introduce somebody else to one of these uh, works that they normally wouldn't be able to do a workshop for. And, and I like I like the idea that you're doing... Uh, you're doing these kind of tour components. So it's not just stuff that's happening at the Anna Templeton Center. It's happening at the cathedral. It's happening at Government House. You know, uh, and it 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 is the kind of thing that is accessible for people who may never want to actually pick up the craft themselves, but who have an interest in in other sites and in, in local history. So it's a really interesting idea, you know, to kind of marry that um, that practical kind of side of things with kind of a general interest uh, kind of thing as well. Yeah, and uh, for anyone who might do a couple of these, we're hoping that we'll be in a few different areas. So the Kitty Vitty Village Plantation, yeah. you get that beautiful view over Kitty Vitty, and now there's a little bit of parking, which is nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Some might be at the Anna Templeton Center. Okay, parking's not so fun there. Uh, but then the cathedral, hopefully we'll be having something at Admiralty House as well, out right. in Mount Pearl. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to move around the city a little bit. And for some of these tours, um, hopefully we'll get some of the historic buildings uh, so that you can, you know, see the inside, like, even if you've been there a million times, maybe learn something new yeah, about the through, inside of the building. See it through slightly different uh, eyes, yeah. You were saying about how you, you know, your your mother-in-law is a, is a quilter. Yeah. Um, you, are, and, are you yourself a crafty kind of person? I try, <laughs> but I don't think it always works out so yeah, well. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more of a baker than a crafter, yeah. but I do keep trying. I mean, I do some machine embroidery, um, 
eventually myself and the sewing machine are going to have to stop fighting and see if we can work together. Yeah. Because I would like to. I do cosplay and would really like to be able to do some of the sewing myself. Right yeah. now my husband does the bulk of that and I do more of the, uh, the sculpting and painting sort of things. Now, did you, when you were uh, in school, like elementary school, uh, you didn't, was there a... Did you have a home economics program? Did you go through that? I know I know. I had to learn how to use a sewing machine when I was – I'm probably a little bit older than you. But, I, you know, I, I know that that was a part of my home economics class. It wasn't for me. It was an option in high school. I, I kind of wanted to do that one. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't get to. I ended up doing foods instead which I didn't do so well in because I had already been baking for years. And when you're familiar with baking, you're not so good with the measuring. <laughs> things like, so I didn't always do so great. They'd look at me and go, well, you didn't level off that, uh, that cup or I, sift that properly. And it's like, I am yeah, a, no. I am a much better cook than I am a baker. I don't, I don't have the patience for measuring and weighing everything. You know, I'm, I'm much more a throw stuff in a pot and see if it works kind of person. Oh, I don't have much patience for that either. <laughs> but I do you know this idea of um, sewing skills you know I I think that is just basic sewing skills is something that we don't uh, we don't really learn in a formal way and I think even you know my mother's generation like I can remember being a, a younger and my mom sewing clothing but my, my mom isn't terribly interested in, in sewing clothing anymore and I, and I suspect that there's kind of a loss of transmission that happens like I, I think probably there's a generation now of people who have grown up without really having sewing skills. And so it's even less likely, perhaps, that the next generation of people is going to, they're not going to learn those skills from their parents. You know, they're going to yeah. have to have other opportunities, like through a center like Anna Templeton, to pick up some of those skills. I'm kind of one of those. My sewing tends to really stop at buttons. Yeah. And that's only because you have to put them back on. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about the, the, the knitting, I, I know we, we at one point were having a conversation around uh, knitting skills. We had a, we had a project that we were running a few years ago as part of the, um, the Great War commemoration and, and knitting socks was a huge part of the, the war effort here in Newfoundland and Labrador and talking to knitters about skills that they wanted and darning was one of the things that they had identified that yes there are people who know how to knit but actually knowing how to darn and repair things is uh, is a skill that isn't really passed on as much anymore repairing anything you know that's true yeah um i always loved that kind of off on a tangent but uh at Mon doing archaeology, I always kind of loved looking at some of the socks that they had from uh, Red Bay, where you could see the difference from when the women darned the socks, <laughs> when the, the whalers uh, were back home, to when the men when had the men to make had repairs. To yeah, like if I had to darn my own socks, I can only imagine. What well, I'm sure mine <laughs> kind of look like that too, so... Oh, that's excellent. Well, um, yeah, well, I, I, I hope everything goes great with the, the, the sessions. I think it's a really excellent idea and it's really great public outreach, I think, for the, the Anna Templeton Center, you know, and, and I think you will attract people who, uh, 
who are new to that kind of craft community, you know. And that's what we're hoping for. We want all levels of skill because if you get somebody who's new to something, then they can learn something. And if you get somebody who's an old hand at it, they might learn something too, or they might be able to help pass on some knowledge to uh, some of the newer people to these things. So we're hoping that we get a whole variety of people. Um, coming to any of them so they're open to anyone who's interested i mean keep an eye out on facebook and twitter and the anna templeton website which is just anna templeton center.com and uh, we'll have all these posted so that anybody can register and when does the project end when when uh do you have to have your 10 done by by april of next year by april of next year so yeah. it's all stuff that's happening over the next few months exactly so it should be about two events uh, from January to April, two events a month. Uh, we didn't really want to put anything in December because people December's get, pretty hectic people get anyway. Busy, yeah. And a lot of our board members are involved in craft of fairs. Of course, go out and, and support your local craft fairs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, this weekend is the, the craft council fair, yeah. so little bit busy with that at the moment. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, thank you for for making time. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get maybe some of these crafters to come on the podcast and talk about uh, the specific work that they're doing. I think that would be wonderful. And I will certainly be passing that on to all of them. Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to the Living Heritage Podcast, a co-production of Heritage NL and CHMR Radio at Memorial University. You can find previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. We're on Twitter at HFNLCA. Do you have a question or a suggestion about an aspect of culture and heritage you want us to explore? Send us your mail and we'll do our best to answer it in an upcoming show. Email us at livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Lache Swing. Thanks for listening.